0: Hey, welcome to Service Sharp. This is a podcast all about ServiceNow. We will be talking strategy, architecture, uh, technology, uh, just everything ServiceNow. We are not affiliated with ServiceNow. The opinions expressed are our own. We are just a couple of uh, people that are very passionate about the platform. So, hope you'll join us for every episode. And without further ado, here we go.
1: Welcome back. This is Jason Gibson with Server Sharp. Um, We have uh, Brent Peters and uh, Randy Haas with us today, and we are talking a little bit about working from home, which is something that is obviously on lots of our minds. So
2: how have you guys been doing working at home? We've got everybody, I think, now working from home. It's been fun and interesting, (laughs) some different challenges.
0: Some different challenges. I'm used to working from home or working remote because of the consulting work over the years, and also we used to have some periodic days at the last company we were all at as well where we were able to do remote work. The difference has been with the majority of everybody else working from home. That's been an adjustment. Um, uh, Usually it was one or two people at home and two or three people at the office. So when there was legwork that needed to be done, you had that option. Now it's, it's a, you know, people are adjusting their communication um, and having some, you know, some fun doing that.
1: Yeah. It's been interesting. Uh, you know, it's, I'm used to from home and I've worked from home for 15 years plus of my life and I never had a problem with it. I, you know, but, uh, it is a little different because my wife is also working from home and my kids are out of school. <laughs> so, i have I have my you know seven year old daughter jumping on my lap and you know and I'm having to share my office with my wife so it it becomes very much a different dynamic but uh but you know I think one of the most important things that I did is I set aside an additional work area, so it happens to be the kitchen and it happens to be the kitchen table but you know I've got monitor and docking station and everything hooked up there to have just kind of like a separate working area. And that seemed to work. You guys kind of doing the same thing or how is how is it going with you guys there?
2: Um, I just have a normal workstation set up that I usually use for um, all my jobs. And so I've just been using it. Um, and I, I, I found that I don't turn the light on very often, which I should, but yeah, yeah. But, I've worked from home (laughs) I've worked from home in the past but this like Randy said this is different because of the it seems like everybody I work with remotely is now working remote too and so scheduling meetings and you know getting people that have never used uh, virtual media uh, software (laughs) understanding how to do it uh, is always fun
1: yeah, that has been really interesting you know we joke about all of the all of the different uh you know things that we go through when we're when we're in our team's meetings or in meetings in general and, and the whole well can you hear me and the whole you know being muted and they're really accentuated because a lot of the people haven't really been working in those environments much I mean, I do it all the time. I do, it, I do it too, so don't get me wrong. It's not like it's just other people, but uh, it seems like it has been accentuated because of uh, because of that. Because we only have the we have these people who not norm do not normally work in that environment.
0: Are you guys doing uh, your meetings with video?
2: <laughs> um at my my permanent job, we have a stand up every morning, and uh, they there are eight of us on the phone call or on the the team um, meeting, and two of them use webcams everybody else has decided to turn theirs off
1: <laughs> yeah so i i don't. I, I turned mine on once because we were in a meeting and, and, uh, they asked us to turn them on, which was kind of weird. Um, and I blurred my, cause you in teams, you can blur out your, your, uh, your background. So I did, I did that and blurred out my background. So all they could see is my silhouette anyway. Ooh, uh, and that was, a, that. <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, seriously, it's really cool. It, it was, uh, A feature that I haven't used before, but I really didn't want them seeing me. So, but word of advice, just a word of advice put clothes on (laughs) before you go to a meeting. (laughs) Well, Uh, something I never
0: thought I'd hear anybody have to say.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right? I would have to say, my morning routine is not that much different. I do still get up, get ready. I put on clothes—the clothes I would wear to work. I put those on. Granted, we can wear jeans to work, so that's a lot more <laughs> comfortable. So, yeah. I, I I do that, and then I get up, do breakfast, come in, and log in, and start working. You know, and that's the—I think that's the trick, and that's the trick when I've always
1: worked from home uh, before is. You, you've got to keep a routine. you got to get up, you got to get a shower, get dressed. Don't, you're not just rolling over, throwing yourself on, on your bed, right? You're, you're intentionally getting up, getting dressed, um, getting ready, getting coffee going or going and getting a coffee um, from the local drive-in because you can't go actually in anywhere, but just kind of, Getting that normal routine and, and and then come in and actually there's some it does something to your brain where it makes you where you're awake and ready to go. If that makes sense. Well, really. awake. Yeah. Well, I, think, I, I could I could if I stayed in bed and tried to work all day from bed, I would not wake up all day.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's definitely definitely you don't want to just try to stay in bed and work, but uh, there is something uh, you know studies have shown that you know what you wear and everything influences how professional that you act and so I think it is important to dress like you know get up and dress like you're going to work uh for the most part
2: right and have a routine I found yeah have a routine. Um, Good. I mean if you do the same kind of routine you do at work so you have breakfast you go into work you have lunch at a certain time at work have lunch um, when you're working remotely at the same time follow the same kind of routine you it'll be easier when we do get to go back to work to yeah. do that. So and for your own yeah. sanity
0: get up and walk around every once in a while don't just sit for eight hours even oh yeah
1: yeah yep. and and something i haven't done yet but i really want to incorporate is is when it's warm and nice and beautiful like it was today and going to be tomorrow you know i've got a card table i'm gonna i think tomorrow i'm gonna set it up uh you know outside right outside um you know, the, on my back patio, you know, get some of the outside exposure to to get out of that uh I haven't left the house in four days kind of feeling,
2: you know. Yeah. Um a little tip if you have meetings with uh anyone else, don't do it outside. <laughs> the birds and all oh, that yeah. get annoying.
1: <laughs> Too loud. They, um, yes, yes uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
2: Okay. Uh, along with all this I've noticed that having ServiceNow being a remote service has made things a lot easier for us. Oh, yeah. For me and all the two hundred and some odd other people in our IT department, um, yeah. just I they've had issues connecting to everything else, but the people I <laughs> talked to have not had a, an issue getting to ServiceNow because they're like, it's just like I'm at work.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been absolutely the. Best- same, same experience. Um, it, Cisco's down, or this is down, or that's down, and I'm not even concerned about it, and it's not bothering me a bit. I see the, I see the, the panic and, and the incidents going and all the stuff, but it's not affecting me because I don't work in that environment. I work with in ServiceNow. The stability. Have anybody that you've heard of had any problems with ServiceNow at all? Because I
2: haven't heard of anybody. I haven't. Um, I, I wonder if they've boosted. Well, no, because was, the workload would be still be the same. Um, well, you'd have yeah. I mean, but you would might have more people accessing it
1: remotely. I don't know. I, <laughs>
2: It's It's still the same as if you're doing it at
1: work. Right, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's
0: always remote. Um, You know, the nice thing about ServiceNow, the way it's set up for a lot of companies, some companies actually require you to tunnel in uh, for authentication. But for many companies, you don't have to have a VPN up or you don't have to have a a VDI that works or anything like that. You just have to have an internet connection and some sort of device. Um, And uh, so that eliminates some of the problems that – some of these other solutions have been having as far as being overwhelmed.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah, Our VPN uh, got overwhelmed the first couple of days. So a lot of that stuff didn't work. So you couldn't use uh, Skype and stuff like that. People were having to go do, office.com to be able to get to stuff so but yeah. service now you don't have to do that so it worked perfectly for and hey all of our people users.
1: need to start using the collaboration tools that are in service now more i've started using those more now that we've been working remotely i can see their presence when i'm when i'm working on something i can ping them you know inside the I know a lot of people don't use that but I've been doing that because it seems like um, it's been an easy way for me to collaborate about something specific. Um, I've been using Teams for pretty much everything else, but if I'm working on something and I want somebody to look at something, I see they're up there, I just hit them on that. Um, And it seems to be working pretty well. Have you guys tried to do any more of that, or have you stayed
2: with Teams and Skype and that. um we've been using more of Teams and, and Skype and stuff like that. Most of our our my fellow employees use Teams, but when it comes to tickets, we have already been doing collaborate and the chat and all that in there. So they've have been using it more over the last couple of weeks, but they were using it already. So I've just kind of gotten them that way so that they could you know collaborate on their tickets. Yeah. Good job. That's awesome. I love to hear that. I don't think that's used near enough um, because
1: it's a great, it's a great tool. Um, and people don't even – a lot of people don't even
2: know about it. They, they just don't pay any attention to it. Right. What, what we like is that it uh, documents the conversations between the technicians and all that and the tickets mm-hmm. when they do it related to a ticket. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to – say, okay, well, I emailed Joe Blow and asking this question, waiting for him to return an answer, and so on. It just always goes back and forth. So I can't say everybody in the department uses it, but they use it a lot more than they used to. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
1: So we're using more of those. We're, we're the collaboration stuff, and we're doing a lot more uh, Teams meetings. I don't have the in-person meetings anymore, which I miss. I don't know if you guys have been missing it, but yeah. I miss yeah, personal interaction some. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a give and a
2: take, right? We're we're doing this, we're sacrificing
1: for a reason here.
2: <laughs> yeah, but see, I live with six other or five other people, so I interact with them quite often.
1: So. Well, yeah, that that is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I definitely have a uh, plenty
2: of distractions with that. Uh, how is that going? You've been keeping focus. Um, it's uh, see, I'm not like you. I don't have younger children. Mine are all adults, so it's easier because they go, "Oh, yeah. he's on the phone." I'm leaving him alone. Um, so it's it's been fine. It's easier for me to maintain. It's my uh, puppies that bug me the most. <laughs> but well,
1: you know, yeah, it's, so it's something I can get used yeah, to so I, uh the the dogs definitely uh my problem is like my, my children I, I, I they're wonderful and amazing um but they do want attention and so I'm able to ignore what's going on usually uh for the most part uh because they're really very good kids um but earlier today, my son got a, like three or four pieces of ham and was running through the house with you know, uh, a few pieces of ham, dogs, uh, two Australian shepherds chasing him. He's 10, by the way. Uh, and my daughter screaming the entire time. And it's like, okay. And, and right at that time I'm on a call.
2: <laughs> oh, that's always, good. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's always good. So, yeah. So yeah. So it is at the Gibson house, it is never a dull moment. Uh, and I promise you that, um, they understand, so I, and I think I don't know why, but I just if I let them know, hey, I've called. You need to quiet it down. They actually do more than I would have expected um, going into this. Um, you know, I but I sat them early on and I said, and I explained I'm I'm working. This is you know I've got work to get accomplished. I have people to talk to and 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 they need to hear me not screaming in the background um and they've been really good about about kind of keeping it down for the most part and uh leaving it alone for the most part my daughter does like to climb up on my lap and watch me work sometimes but i can't with that so
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know well, six and you know <laughs> yeah see i i Gotten it to where I—I I mean, they I understand if my door's closed, I'm on a meeting or something, so they kind of leave me alone. But I've found that you know, even at work, you're not always behind your desk, so there are times that I get up and have to walk around, or I go outside and sit with mm-hmm. and let the dogs run around or whatever, just to take a five ten minute break to get away because you kind of have to get away ever so often. Yeah.
1: Hey Randy, you have four kids at home. How are you handling this?
0: Well, much the same way. Mine are really pretty good about. Um, I, of course, I have an office at home, so um, you know if my door's shut, then they don't. Uh, they, they knock before they bother and uh, everything. Of course, they're getting stir crazy a little bit, and so sometimes they get after each other and that can be a little bit distracting, but for the most part, they've been really good um, about the whole thing. My uh, uh, next youngest likes to come in and wants to watch me work. And I'm like, you know, since I do a lot of, you know, it's IT work. Oh, yeah. so it's, a, it's a lot of sitting in front of the computer and, and, clicking buttons, so I'm sure it looks incredibly boring to her.
2: And looking at a bunch of text that makes no sense to anybody. Right,
1: yeah, exactly. Where she asked me, she's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's JavaScript. And she's like, what is that? <laughs> and I go, it's kind of like computer language some kind of, you know. Um, she's like, wow. And I'm like, it's JavaScript. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I can tell you the hardest part about being working from home right now is we're in the middle. Well, no, at the very end of, uh, implementing uh safe agile or the safe module mm-hmm. and it actually goes live Monday and getting wow. everybody coordinated, getting everybody to understand how this whole agile thing is going to work for them. 300 people know what they're doing. Um, has been a nightmare. So it, it'd it be nice to be able to do face-to-face training and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So this has made a little bit of a challenge, but we've kind of got past it and uh, well, I, I will not be talking to anybody this weekend. So.
1: Well, yeah. I would imagine. About any- you're done. You're, you're, yeah. Put, in, put a fork in me. I'm done. Yeah. We have those. Um, we definitely have those times where we, have, where we feel like we need to disconnect. And uh, I, I actually, uh, I this weekend we're going to disconnect a little as well uh, because it's just uh, and I don't know if you guys have felt this way. It's hard to stop working. I, so just like when I was self-employed, I, I was working all the time, and now I feel like I feel I'm doing the same, getting into some of those same patterns.
2: Well. Yes, but I, from working from home for years now, every so often, or there for a while, I did it like every week. Once a week, I'd stay home and work. I got to where I was working past the normal time and longer and all that and started earlier and everything. I got in the routine after that thinking, okay, I'm going to burn myself out. I need to start at the same time. And end at the same time as if I was in the office, because it can burn you out. There are times in the office that you're like right in the middle of something and you got to finish it. So you work 15, 20 minutes, half an hour whatever to finish it. But you, you kind of have, I mean, I found that I have to follow those hours still or I'm going to be yeah. burned out so much that I don't want to go back to work.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was I was working on a solar wind integration, and and I, as I'm doing it, and as I'm working on the the script, it just kind of get involved in it, and without those, hey, you need to you've got to get up and go get pick up your kids from you know from school, or without any of those kind of things, and I'm already home. It just it. I looked up and it was seven thirty, and I, I've been working since six. Set a time. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, and and so I, I just gotta we you have to watch that because yeah. I think that is really could be a detriment in in all of this um, in, in the end.
2: Right, and I it's amazing. Yeah, setting timers, that kind of stuff, watching the time and all. But it's amazing, you know, my full time job. I'm used to going working there and then leaving, and then come home and do consulting stuff after hours and all. Mm-hmm. But I get. it's it just this working remote is just so much different for the the full-time job that it's kind of i don't know it's the same things i do as a consultant but it just is weird that the way that we're doing it for full-time stuff Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and and i work for myself so i've been having that problem for the last year and a half (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I have to, yeah. I have to yeah. force myself to go out and spend time with the family and make sure that I'm not just sitting here all the time without interacting. And sometimes I do a good job of it. And sometimes like I th- could do a lot better job of it. So that, that's definitely something to watch out for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta,
2: so, uh, you gotta like, set what, your boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. And we well, like with Brent, right? He, he's probably spent a co- tremendous amount of hours because he's got this launch for safe coming up. And, but it's, uh, it's, It's okay. So we're going to work a lot now. Let's kind of take it easy the following week and not push like you did. Like if you're doing a go live, I get it. Work 24 seven. If you have to make sure you hit that, that goal, but then make sure and take the time with your the next week and make sure to spend that appropriately. And it's the, it doesn't, the balance doesn't
2: have to be in one day. The balance though has to be there. Yeah. And along with that safe stuff is uh, full-time jobs, healthcare. So you also have to deal with all the stuff that they're changing and putting out for this stuff. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we've been, I mean, some of us have been um, volunteered to go help with the, the mobile or the drive through testing centers and mm-hmm. um, instead taking equipment to people uh that are working from home now that have never worked from home so they don't have equipment there and stuff like that i have not because i'm i'm quite a ways away from the work our, our building but um, <laughs> you mean you live in the boonies? yes I, I do you live? <laughs> i have dial-up internet no um, <laughs> no but you know um people have been doing things that are not IT related uh, specifically, but uh, so you know, getting a hold of some of those people were kind of hard. But you know, there's a lot of things that are different and uncertain. But we just kind of have to go with the flow and stuff. So it's been a challenge on that kind of stuff. And
0: definitely a lot of fast changing priorities right now for the healthcare
2: side of things. Oh yes. Yep. Well, And,
1: and uh, and it's strange because it's it's this has moved so fast and I think that it's still going to continue to move this kind of, at this speed, but, and I don't know about you guys, but I think that it's going to, as fast as it came, it's going to go. It may be a few months before that happens, I think, but I think it you're seems right. Like-
0: but yeah, I also think that we're going to see some permanent changes to the way we work and do business after this. I mean, you get, uh, my oh, yeah. team, schools are done uh, physically. Uh, here in Oklahoma for this year, so my kids will be finishing out their school year starting next week as as virtual students. Um, Well, you're not going to put the genie back in the bottle, so to speak, as far as that goes. Um, You know, so some. I I think it's going to be interesting to see what goes back to the way it was and um, what changes. Um, You know, we've got probably I, I hundreds of thousands of businesses that mm-hmm. have been resistant to any sort of work from home policy uh-huh. uh- up until this point that are now being forced to. And uh, so I think we're going to see a big change, a lot more use of Zoom and a lot more use of tools like ServiceNow to manage things in a decentralized manner and create a resilient, you know, mobile workforce. Obviously, there's some things that cannot be done remote, um, but there's a lot of things that people have said are essential and can't be done unless you're in the office that are now being done.
2: Right. Right. It's amazing how much it is. is. And and the weird thing
1: for me is that, um, or what I told Michelle, I said, listen, you're going to find that people are going to, there are some people that they're going to find out that those jobs are actually more efficient when they're working from home. They're going to find that. They can save money by not having large facilities. They can—they're going to find out there's a lot of potential here uh, for kind of a mobile workforce. And I think you're right. I think it's going to change the the fabric of how work is done. But that's gonna—the wonderful thing about it for me is ServiceNow is on the forefront of it and has been all along. And so. You know, if you're a developer or an admin in ServiceNow, your job's fixing
2: to be more important. Right. Uh, Because you could put a lot more remote work into ServiceNow because it's already remote. That's right.
0: Well, and the original intention for building it was for it to be a platform to do work, not a platform for tickets, you know. Um, And Uh, so I think we'll see more of that now platform mentality being touted um, and we'll, we're going to start seeing more people building um, custom workflows, custom custom applications and things to replace things that we've all of a sudden found out aren't as agile as we thought they were or, or as
2: resilient or
0: whatever as we thought they
2: were. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've done exactly. several things uh, in the past that have been you know stuff that uh was paperwork and everything so we automated that stuff and uh, now they can do that kind of things remotely luckily we had already done that stuff but i can see that this is also going to go hey you know we have this one process that we found is not working because we have to work remotely now can we automate it somehow yeah or put it on right.
0: And we act like it's a, it's the year twenty twenty. instead of
1: the year nineteen twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> but but a lot of this you got is executive driven because the we understand. We understand working from home better because we are familiar with it. We have done it. We understand what it takes to do it and that we have the technology to do it and we have the capabilities to do it and we can build a custom apps and service now to do it. We've got all that understanding they don't have, and we have done a very poor job showing that it can be done better this way. And the one thing that this is, this has done, it is forced them to take a look at it and say, and ask that question, you know, Wow, is it really better, uh, and is it better? Is it more cost? See, because a lot of people think that if you're going to be home, you're you're not you're not working, right? You're just you're just saying you're working. You're on vacation, or or you're not going to be productive. But when the numbers come out from this, I think they're going to be super super surprised. That it is not the case, and that people are as productive or more productive working from home. Well, I, I think that you'll have um,
0: you'll have a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, in some respects, you're definitely going to have some people that take advantage, probably, of this. Uh, but my conjecture on that is that those same people are taking advantage of it at work too.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the people that work at work are going to be working at home. That's right. Yeah. The people that just kind of wander around and hang out at the the coffee pot are going to be, you know, watching Netflix and moving their mouse every so often so that skype shows that they're still online
1: (laughs) Um, yeah that is not that is not advice That's That's a what not to do I earlier uh, today
0: or just however you say it um let's start a debate on that but um with a person that had an oscillating fan and that had a two like tier to toy sticks on either side of it and then the mouse in between so that when the fan oscillated it would move the mouse one way and then when it turned back the other way it moved the mouse the other way and oh, wow. the <laughs> caption was when you need to when you need I to can... show that you're still active for your work computer i gotta go find that, <laughs>
2: that fan somewhere <laughs> yeah That's yeah we creative. i mean
1: uh, well that is creative and yeah yeah, but we're IT. We're better than we're better than that. Uh, we'll do well, a power something with power. It, all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think you'll find that high performers are going to be performers at home. I know that. Uh, you know, personally, when I'm not physically in presence, I feel a higher urgency to have deliverables uh, that yeah. I can, that I can bring to the table uh, than when I'm, you know. You know at a traditional office or something like that
2: well i find that i don't get distracted as much because people don't just walk up and start talking to you so i do get more done at home i think Um,
0: find when you do remote work is that managers who have a tendency to micromanage are going to have to examine how they do business and yes those are the ones that tend to also be super resistant to working from home um there's a real opportunity to increase your productivity by letting your people do what they do best rather than interfering in what they do.
2: Yes. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I've had a micromanager once in the past and yeah, she would have never let anybody work from home, but it's been more productive over the years that we've been doing it at, at my, my job. Um, yeah, there are people that don't do work, but you know, that's the same as the office, like we said.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know as, as from a manager perspective, when I have let people rem- work remote in the past, I, I knew in advance which people were going to be productive and which weren't because it would be the same people that
2: I struggled with at the office. <laughs> exactly. You
0: know, and uh, so if you can't trust your workforce as a remote workforce, I'm just going to be blunt. That's a management issue. That's not a people issue.
2: I, I don't know what made me think of this, but years ago at the same company, I was in charge of a, a, the asset and CMDB stuff. And one of the softwares that we had monitored what people used. So it would monitor the active EXEs that were up. And mainly what that was for was, hey, you know, you have access loaded, and you haven't used it in 12 months. So we're taking it away, and we're going to put that license somewhere else. You know, that's what it was supposed to be. But some of the reports I used to run just for fun was, okay, who's playing solitaire? And there was a guy... (laughs) <laughs> there that would play solitaire for eight hours straight wow. and this software was cool because it would only do it if it was active so if you had solitaire open and minimized it would not count it if you're actively using it well wow. <laughs> yeah So yeah. you know that guy's not working at home <laughs> <laughs> no and the, the, the thing is it's we
1: can be productive no matter where we're at and the idea is if if, if we're not being productive, uh, if they're not being productive, then maybe they don't need to have that job. Yeah. And, I hate and to say it that way, but that's, that's the real. Well,
0: yeah. And I think that there's two things to examine. It's not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily go, and this is the other company that I, <laughs> that, that I run, um, talking here, but I wouldn't necessarily immediately go to, is it the employee's fault? I think that, like I said, as a manager, you have a burden to, am I clear about what my expectations are? Do my people know what they need to get done? Do they have deliverables that need to be turned in uh, when this is all over? Because if you haven't set that out, then you have no right to expect them to meet your expectations.
1: You are absolutely right. Exactly. You are absolutely right. There, there is a responsibility for the leadership as well. So it, it is twofold, surely. Um, but uh, I, I just think that more often I see um, there is the people that are working from home that end up just that giving everybody else a bad name. That, is, that bothers me quite a bit. And so if it isn't a... You know, leadership issue. If the leader is doing what they're supposed to do, and they're just not want to work, then you
2: know a decision has to be made, right? Right. Well, that person probably doesn't work at work, and they that decision should be made for them overall. <laughs> But if
0: if you have a high performer that performs well at the office that all of a sudden you don't think they're performing well at home, uh, you know, then you need to do an investigation and figure out, you know, what is it? You know, because, I mean, there, there might be someone that is just really, really needs the social interaction, the social pressure in order to. Um, perform. And in that case, you need to figure out, okay, with remote tools, well with teams, with service now, with uh, Slack, there are ways to increase your interaction, even if you're not physically in the same office and you need to, you know, you, so you need to examine some of those things before you make your decisions on people. But uh, exactly. certainly if they weren't a high performer to begin with, then you should have been coaching them long before you sent them home to work. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep.
1: I, and I see, and, and I see that the fact that, it, you know, working from home can be difficult for people, especially in the time right now where kids are at home and stuff to that effect. And I, and uh, I got an email um, and and a leader actually says, okay, my recommendation from you is start early and work late. If you have kids that you have to do stuff during the day with, that's okay. But start early and work late and just make sure and get your stuff done. And, and I think that's what any leader should expect. If you, that uh, yeah. You balance that to get your work done. Um, but I don't, but I, but I think you have a responsibility as well for your family. So if you do have to break away to do stuff, I get it. Um, I think this situation
0: is an extraordinary situation where, um, a normal work from home scenario is not going to involve the entire family being on lockdown like it is now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Right. And so right now people need to be flexible, um, with those things. Uh, because there's going to be situations that people just have no control over that distract them and 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 take up some of their time. Um, but um, but yeah, in general, in a in a normal work from home environment, you're responsible for figuring out how to segment things out in order to keep hitting your goals.
2: Right. Yeah. And I had a manager, uh, before this last manager of my, or before the current manager, uh, that when you worked from home, you let them know what you're planning on doing that day. And then you let them know what you did that day. And that motivated me a little bit better than just, you know, okay, I'm going to work on this stuff today. So even though I don't email my manager anymore and say, I'm, I did this today, I do have a checklist of here's what I plan on getting done today and I check it off. So it's, it's makes me feel better. Okay. I did do work get stuff done today. And here's what I did. Um, Plus I can turn around and say, well, here's what I did if they ever ask. Right. Well, and
1: the thing is, but you are a high performer. You are the one, you are the employee that everybody wants. You know how to go to work and get it done. Oh, come on. You, (laughs) you, you have always been a higher performer than anybody else that that I've known.
2: You haven't worked with me for three years now. (laughs) I've got oh, cranky. You've gotten cranky. You've got yeah. yeah. Uh, so
1: so basically, you know, you you, you say you, you you know, since I've left you've gotten lazy.
2: Somehow I doubt it. No, I haven't gotten lazy, I just gotten crankier. <laughs> yeah, might hey, I might be like really old age.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know. <clears throat> I feel I, I feel a little bit like uh, uh Clark uh, or um oh the Clark Griswold. Griswold. Oh, Griswold! Um, yeah, that, that's what I've been feeling like a lot lately. It's, I don't know if you've ever seen the vacation one where he's on his way to the to the to the to the, um, uh, to the park to the you know Disney World kind of thing, and he's like, yeah. we're gonna have fun no matter what." Yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what I've been lately, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know why. I just yeah. You're yeah, kidding me in my old age.
2: That's funny. Uh-huh.
1: Anyway, but so what we're saying is, working from home can be great. Um, but again, another little bit of information that I like to to make sure that you do is when you get up and get dressed and get out and get around and go to your team or slacker, or wherever you're doing your communication with the rest of your team, and say good morning. I, I know that when we're in the office, we can do it in person, but I found that. People don't do that as much um, on online, and I don't know why, but I think that it might be better. Uh, I think if everybody just said, hey, good morning, and got to everybody, um, then it would be, you know, a lot better off. But
2: Yeah, I will say the stand-up that we have every morning, even though we're all sitting down on microphones on Teams, it is, you know, nice to go, okay, that's when I'm starting. Do the stand-up, talk to everybody, see how people are doing. Because there's people I work with that live alone. So, you know, interacting with them and getting them uh, morale or keeping their, you know, interaction going uh, helps them. and It also helps me, and I, I agree with that.
0: Well, I think that, you know, one of the things you need to do is also make sure that your communication is with the entire team when things need to be communicated, because I think that – um you know, when you work from home and you maybe message one or two people, um, you forget that there may be three other people that need to know that information uh, that yep. normally would find it out because they were sitting in the meeting with you <laughs> uh, right. or sitting yep. in the queues next to you or something like that.
2: Right. And overheard and go, hey, wait, what? Right. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> you know,
0: you need to make sure that you're distributing information and, and communicating decisions and um, stuff like that out. Um and not assuming that everybody knows everything, which is where something like ServiceNow or Teams comes in really handy because um you know, everything's in one spot, you know, everything's you can organize a lot better.
2: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And so,
1: collaborate. Um uh, one thing that I, that I have to do here, but I wanted to let everybody know, we are not a ServiceNow-sponsored now podcast, uh, but we do have a sponsor. So give me just a minute and let us hear a word from them, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So we are uh, having fun working from home, uh, trying to keep our kids uh, from jumping on our heads while we're trying to uh, work. And uh, I don't know if anybody, I guess we talked about this earlier, uh, about the school being out for the year. So this is something we're going to have to deal with uh, throughout the rest of the year, uh, at least the rest of what the school year. Uh, And hopefully things will get back to normal this summer uh, and we'll be able to, to, you know, kind of get them into their summer classes and summer school, and things like that. Uh, but meanwhile, we're trying to work from home, and uh, ServiceNow gives a lot of that ability. So what would you say uh, your absolute favorite thing about ServiceNow is uh, as far as working remotely?
2: Well, the easiest thing is the fact that um, no matter where you are or what kind of internet connection you have, you can still get to the service. So when our service desk is assigning out tickets because our end users are having problems at home or they're not connecting or whatever, we can get through it no matter what service, other services down. So um, our, our instant management and request management has been, you know, just busy this week and last week, but it's held up and it's been really easy for all of our employees to get to. Awesome.
0: My my favorite thing about it is the same as what it is just in general, though. It's the fact that um, you have all of your information, uh, if you're using it right, you have all of your information in one application, and so everything is... Mm you know, cross-reference and stuff, so that you don't waste time trying to figure out, okay, so and so using this, or are they doing that, or they're referring to this? Because if you've got your assets and you've got your, um, you know, configuration set up, then you can figure out quickly what the impact of something is, and um, or how many people might be affected. Like say, um, you know, the VPN goes down, or one one particular segment of the VPN if you have a huge company uh, goes down, will you automatically know who all's on that segment if you've got it set up you know configure yep. it right and so you can uh, you can immediately put resources to where they need to be rather than fumbling around trying to figure out who's affected or who's impacted or having to send out an email saying if you can't read my email, let me know
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. no. <laughs> It, it is it is crazy um, that we ever lived in that environment where it was so, um, you know, and and people still love having everything on-prem, but we're in an environment where lots of the stuff we do is, is now is cloud-based. Uh, and I was extremely happy with a couple of things. I was extremely happy with how fast it was to take the entire service desk uh, for one of our customers we took that entire service desk and they are now working remotely now it took a lot of work but they're all working remotely but it and didn't take a lot of to work do that. it only took a lot of work because they had to get get laptops for people yeah, who that's what i was gonna say it part of the service desk it was it was a <laughs> That the service infrastructure,
2: hardware. Yeah, if service now side didn't take a long time, no. the getting them, yeah, like you said, laptops, phone numbers, all that kind of stuff.
1: Once everybody got their gear, it was it was very seamless. Um, getting the phone systems moved is, was another thing, um, and we've we also again about changing that dynamic of things. Um, I've started looking into alternatives to, you know, the Avaya systems and using something like uh, 3C Logic, which is a native ServiceNow integration um, that seems extremely promising because it is cloud-based as well, and it is one cloud platform talking to another cloud platform uh, that integrates in ServiceNow seamlessly, and it is really... Um, you know so far everything I've looked at is it's a really good product Uh, and so I'm uh, been looking into that as far as you know to help with those service desks that maybe want to stay mobile Mm -hmm.
2: I will have to say we have uh, voice over IP so it was a lot easier to be able to transfer that stuff but those people do have to use the VPN um, that have those numbers, but yeah it, it, yeah but i like i said i our i t department has been doing it for years, so a lot of our i t department knew real quick what we were going to have to do for the rest of the departments to be able to do it, and they hopped on it pretty quickly um, but we've yeah. <laughs> we have people working like Randy said or Jason one of you said earlier, we have people that said that they couldn 't do their job remotely doing their job remotely now. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's been pretty phenomenal how in so many different sectors we've been able to. Sorry, go ahead, Randy. I said I think it's extremely phenomenal how in so many different sectors we've been able to trans or to quickly switch from being, you know, in the office to to remote. Um, yep. Uh, some of the places I've worked, some of the clients I've worked, we there was you know quite a bit of work, like you said, scrambling to get uh, accounts provisioned and um, and laptops and or tablets or something like that ready to go. But um, the technological backbone uh, was you know was there.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We we had to scramble to get people access, but. To be able to do it remotely, but it was pretty easy once they got all that going. But we had a we had an issue with we didn't have enough VDIs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a problem for a minute or two. <laughs> well,
2: uh, a lot of that's yeah. A lot of our customers or a lot of our users are already doing VDIs, so they just have dumb terminals on their computer on their desktop. So it was just hey new way to get to your vdi so that worked great but it was just coincidence You guys, i'll be honest
1: that you you are ahead of ahead of schedule with a lot of this stuff
2: and we kind of are even though our executives don't always think we are but uh it just it just worked out that way um because of executives that are no longer there made the right decisions up front so yeah it was nice well, so, and you're in healthcare. I mean,
1: and that in that part is really important to understand. Healthcare has <laughs> to be twenty four hours and seven days a week.
2: So, there's some of that that is in the nature of being yes, a twenty four seven shop. It's cheaper to buy a um, thin client that goes on your desktop and hosts the VDI. So over, you know, 11,000 employees, you get most of them on a VDI and a thin client. It's a lot cheaper in the long run. So that's kind of why they went that way, but it just helps with remote. So it's worked out great. And uh, having the portal out there on service now, so when they did have issues and they could still get to it no matter what, PC or phone or whatever they had that helped with getting them back up and running faster too, because they could log their tickets. I think
0: that there's a lot of opportunity out there for companies to even make it faster to move in this, in this type of environment because uh, there's probably a lot of things that you could be doing in service now that you're still doing outside of service now where you wouldn't even need to provision VDI or or yeah. a client or anything like that because the you know service backbone would be handling it
2: right in in some cases where we had done um, app custom apps for people they have actually emailed me uh, two of them emailed me this week and said oh my gosh I didn't think this would be so nice but you automating our service made this so easy for us to be working from home now. So I mean,
1: don't, doesn't that, that always, nice honestly, hear. make you feel good,
2: right? Oh yes, to, and to know that you're making that kind of an impact on the organization, and, and I, then and then they turn around and say, "By the way, can we change this?"
1: <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> well, <in> there. <laughs> there's always that. I mean, that's 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 always going to happen for sure. But the the fact that they they were it was beneficial to them was important. Oh yeah, uh, yes. I heard that was one of my couple of my favorite projects were were my favorite projects because they were so grateful for what we were doing
2: and putting it in service now. Oh, and one of these people was one of the things that you worked on when you worked with us. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Very cool.
1: So... Kind of to uh, wrap up because I think we're we're running we're running low on or uh, running uh, a little over, Um, but uh, I appreciate everybody being here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, never do that. Never, no, No, We don't have an hour and a half one out there. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) And that was edited. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was edited down. Yeah, so definitely edited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if anybody was you know listening to the one where my voice got all uh, wonky, as for that one too. But we're we are a work in progress, uh, but we're here to help you we want you to give us feedback. Uh, and even if it's, wow, you sounded weird, which is a feedback I got from somebody. Um, <laughs> but so any feedback is welcome. And, uh, we really appreciate, appreciate you listening. Uh, and next time, uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep trying to figure out new and, and cool stuff next week. We got a real cool one coming up. Uh, so, have definitely spread the word. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it is going to be more on the technical side, um, but uh, there'll be there'll be stuff in it for everybody. Yep. yep. And
0: uh, I will say that uh, even though uh, my company doesn't, uh, you know, this isn't the podcast for my company, we just sponsor it. If anybody out there needs assistance in technical issues still with remote work, uh, you know, give me a shoot me a message. We're offering some free help to, to get people up and running or to help them overcome some, you know, issues that they might have. And, and also on the leadership strategy side, if you need help motivating remote employees or figuring out what the proper policies and things like that need to be, just uh, give us a message. Yep.
2: Awesome. All right, well thanks guys. Thank See you. Next time. It's been great. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>